April 5th, 2009, First Church and Parish in Dedham, The Lessons of Holy Week, the Reverend Raleigh Weaver. Today I would like us to reflect on how ritual and remembrance might inform the spirit. Within Christian churches all throughout the world this morning, people are marking Palm Sunday with the singing of hymns and the acceptance of palms. This Sunday is the beginning of Holy Week, marking the occasion of Jesus returning to Jerusalem for Passover, just days before the crucifixion. This recognition marks the last Sunday of Lent and the week up to but not including Easter. When you really think about it, the story of the crucifixion of Jesus is among the most gruesome and hard-to-hear tales of the Bible. But rather than ignore it and focus only on the light of Easter, as we Unitarian Universalists tend to do, most Christian denominations recognize the descent into darkness throughout this week with services of remembrance and ritual. From Monday to Friday, services are held throughout the world commemorating the details of the last days of Jesus' life. Monday Thursday commemorates the Last Supper and includes Holy Communion, as well as in some places a ritual remembrance of the foot washing Jesus offered his disciples before the dinner. Good Friday, also called Holy Friday, Great Friday or Black Friday commemorates the crucifixion of Jesus and his death at Golgotha. Holy Saturday recognizes the dark period of mourning before the resurrection and is marked in silence and prayer straight through to an Easter vigil which takes place during the night, either after sunset or early in the morning on Easter Sunday, marking the return of the light after death. I bring this to you today because I hope we can reflect upon the Lenten season and how a process to explore these themes might be beneficial. As I read through the scriptures this week, I had a hard time picking what words might be appropriate to read to you today. If I'd been preaching in a Christian church this morning, the words would have been chosen for me. But here in this context, where we do not recognize Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, or Holy Saturday, We might never hear the saddest and most difficult parts of the tale if we never stepped foot into a Christian church, or I did not decide to read some of it to you today. This is not a pretty tale full of lambs and eggs and bunny rabbits. Just the small portion we read today is heartbreaking to imagine. Jesus nailed to a cross, is mocked and ridiculed. Then watching as the soldiers gamble for his clothing, he sees his own mother grieving at his feet, and so he assigns his most beloved disciple to care for her. And then he acknowledges his thirst, and he gets a last taste in his mouth of vinegar. This is not a pretty tale. And yet there is something powerful in recognizing a God who can go with you through the deepest and most difficult times. In its simplest form, knowing that God could be this vulnerable and still triumph must mean that we can, too. Imagine the God of the Israelites who was with them for 40 years in the desert, suffering and struggling, not for the people, but with them. Or imagine the Buddha who, after nearly starving himself to death by restricting his food intake to around one leaf or nut per day, 
collapsed in a river and almost drowned, only to return to a more moderate path to gain enlightenment. I bring these tales to you this morning to point out that there are difficult stories in almost every religion. The main part of the story has to do with surviving the hardships to get to the joy. Part of what Holy Week does is offer Christians an opportunity to not only intellectualize, but to participate in the events of Jesus' suffering, death, and resurrection. Themes of waiting and preparation, repentance, forgiveness, healing, struggle, death, mourning, are all addressed. It probably goes without saying that it might be useful to remember these things because they are all experiences we will, as human beings, at some point experience. We have all experienced times of struggle in our lives. This is part of being human. And we sometimes benefit from a road map to get through the difficulties. At its worst, Holy Week can be an empty, shallow remembrance of the days of Jesus' life, calling participants to more struggles. At its best, it offers a template to follow when we encounter the difficulties that come in every life, and it offers liberation. One powerful metaphor for why this type of roadmap or structure might prove beneficial rests in Jesus' last words. I thirst. We all thirst for something. Some thirst for more power, some thirst for more money, some for more fame, more success. And yet often these pursuits wind up leaving people feeling empty and incomplete and bereft. Yet just yesterday I went with some friends to the Rentham Mall, and walking around I witnessed, if not a deep thirst, a deep hunger in many people's eyes. In a big place like the Rentham Outlets, you would think there would be enough room for everyone to walk around. And yet, blinded by the merchandise and our own desire, I recognized a much higher level of people getting in each other's way. Now, I did not buy anything but lunch, so it is easy for me to say, but it seems to me that shopping can be a distraction, filling us up up with stuff instead of substance. This might be why everyone kept bumping into each other. They were so distracted. It could also be that people going to the Rentham outlets went to buy stuff when what they were really thirsting for were connections, and so bumping into each other was as close to connecting as they could get. It was amazing to me to see how many people were out and about on Saturday, foraging and shopping, and the frenetic pace left me with the impression that everyone, everyone is thirsting for something. I wondered, as I people-watched, how many of the shoppers were there to buy something that they'd actually put on a list, and how many of them had simply come to the mall to pass some time. What were they feeling as they bought that new sweater or toaster or pair of shoes? And did those items quench their thirst? Without a list or a road map, shopping might leave you feeling quite empty, quite broke, and quite depressed. My point is that we all have thirsts. 
And as in our reading today, sometimes our thirsts lead us to drink vinegar instead of water. Having a road map such as Holy Week can help us to direct our energies to, in more intentional ways. Our culture is so focused on the quick fix that things such as shopping appear to be an appropriate answer to quench the thirst of emptiness. But in truth, there are no shortcuts. It is important to remember that Holy Week appears after a long 40-day period of preparation called Lent. Just as you cannot take a map and plan a route and the just magically appear, time is a necessary ingredient in the liberation of the spirit from hunger. As Unitarian, as a Unitarian Universalist congregation, which affirms and promotes the free and responsible search for truth and meaning, I want to encourage us upon this Palm Sunday, standing at the threshold of the Christian Holy Week. I want to encourage us all to find a road map, plan our route, and give ourselves plenty of time to get there. May your journey be well planned. May grace be your guide. And may your road map lead you to what will quench your thirst. And when it doesn't, May it offer you a new pathway to an everlasting peace that will set you free. Amen.